And guess what? I don't see any more of Esme at all. I don't get any more of her. And to me, it's like, if she's going to be like the matriarch of this family, I need more information on her. I don't want to know that all she does is she just likes to design homes. What, what is this? A business card? Like, this is not... No. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Novel Universe with Dawn and Ashley. And we are finishing up our read-along of Midnight Sky. That is not the title. Midnight <laughs> by Stephanie Meyer and not Marissa Meyer. Okay. We are starting with chapter 18, and we're just going to, is that right, chapter 18? I think it was 17, but that's okay. 17? 17. And we're just going to plow. Plow through the epilogue. We're plowing. All right, here we go. Yep. You guys will understand why we are plowing (laughs) when we get through this. So chapter 17 is the whole iconic line of the lion fell in love with the lamb and they have their first kiss. Um, He claims that he doesn't have human instincts, but yet they're like resurfacing as he's relearning his human emotion. I thought that that was interesting because once a vampire dies, like they lose all of those instincts, but yet his are starting to resurface because of being with a human, I think, because he's not, you know, transitioning over into a complete sadistic side that he could. Okay. I wrote, why doesn't he just ask her if he could kiss her? Like, I don't understand what all him and hawing was. Just ask. You make all these other platitudes about all the consent you're giving. Ask. This would be the time to do the consent thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know. <laughs> I put the confusion of wanting to touch her and not wanting to feel the bloodlust of the hungers that are not of a vampire hunger. <laughs> what is happening? Oh, just so much. So much. Was Come this on. the chapter where, I don't know if you remember, because this is a very minute detail but is this the chapter where he asked her what her favorite color is and she says brown he was like oh my favorite color is brown too is that this yep. chapter? oh god oh god yep. you know this chapter is also like an hour and a half long no i think it's almost two hours listening on audio it's so long it's just like I felt like we were sitting across from them having their first date, you know, with like a first date, it would be like multiple hours or something <laughs> of nonstop asking these questions. And that's legitimately what we just got given on the page was the nonstop questions. One thing that reason why I was always team Jacob was because in twilight and she finds out he's a vampire. He says to her, I am created for you to be attracted to me. Like, this is how I'm created. This is what I am. I'm attracted. I'm attractive to you. And so in this chapter, she says um, she would rather die than be away from him. And I'm thinking, is this true love or is this just because he's a vampire and this is what he is created for? That was always one of my reasons for not liking Edward 
is because I never felt like their romance was real because that's, you know, that vampires are made to be incredibly attractive to, to humans. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, does she actually have a choice at all? Good point. You know, does she? Because there's a bunch of other women that we come across and they start to, you know, accept the vampire lure. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, wait a minute. Like you're not safe. So they, so they back up from him. Right. We've seen that happen a couple other times when they've looked too closely, but Bella's still staying near. So I don't know. It's kind of hard to, to depict if that's actually what's happening or if she is really in love with him or if it's the vampire lure of attraction. I'm going to go with Stephanie Meyer doesn't know how to write a romance and that she really is in love with him. Preach. Because that's very true. <laughs> she don't know how to I ain't got nothing else for chapter 17. And I got nothing nope. for chapter 18, just just FYI. <laughs> no, so 18 I thought was interesting because it kind of just put more of like each of the columns into perspective for me because I haven't read this in over 12 years. I did not realize that Rosalie was actually meant for Edward at first. Alice and Jasper's relationship was very intriguing because they both can... Um, like develop like this conscious awareness that they were going to be with each other. And I thought that that was interesting. Um, Cause they both like left their lives behind to find each other. And Alice doesn't remember her life before becoming a vampire. Um, and she learns her name from Jasper who has told who has been told her name from her own futuristic self. So it's so weird, like that whole transition of her trying to find herself and how she had to use her visions in order to be able to discover who she was. That to me was mind-blowing in that one. So I just have one comment, and I know this is kind of reaching. I mean, I I, I hate this look. We can probably determine that already. Um, (laughs) Didn't... Didn't Alice try to commit suicide? Wasn't that her? Um, so there, that comes in a previous, not previous, but a later chapter where we no, learn about it's her. The original series that she tried to commit oh, suicide. Um, I think so. I think she did try to kill herself as, as lo- um, along with Carlisle, try to kill himself as well, like, too. So I yeah. think she does. I, and my point is just that the fact that she doesn't remember anything about herself when she was a human and the fact that we know that she tried to commit herself, commit herself, commit suicide. I think one of the problems with Meyer's writing is that she takes these major issues like suicide, depression, grief, abortion, and she doesn't do anything with it. Um, racism. Jasper is a Confederate soldier. She doesn't do anything with these really major issues. And that's a problem. And so because Alice doesn't remember who she was and she was depressed enough to try to commit suicide, but she doesn't talk about that at all, it's a problem. I could mm-hmm. be reading 
but I think it's a bit of a problem. I, I, I get what you're saying. I think it is kind of interesting that we did, we do get more backstory and how they're connected and everything. And that's great. But that could be an issue with the Alice Jasper story. Maybe if she wasn't, maybe if she wasn't depressed, I don't mean, we don't even know her circumstance. We don't even know why she tried to commit suicide. But the fact, the fact of the matter is that she did try and, so her backstory, she doesn't remember, like maybe if that wasn't in the picture, maybe if she, maybe if she suffers some kind of head trauma and she lost her memory, that would be a better story, a better love story. Jasper remembered because she lost hers in a tragic accident better mm-hmm. than she committed suicide. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm about that. <laughs> no, I agree with you there because there are so many opportunities for us to go into deeper issues that are now being planted within the story. And it's just so surfacey. It's very checklist like, you know, so it's like, Oh, well, I've got that in there. I've got discrimination in there and I've got suicide and I've got Eden. So over here, like she, it's just name dropping, if you will, mm-hmm. and not actually using it to build her story because we know like bits and pieces about each of these characters. And it's like, you could have gone so much deeper into that. Like, as like we get more of a Rosalie, what in the fourth twilight book. Okay. We finally learn like what has happened to her. That's made her so hard towards Bella. And it's like, Oh, Oh, oh like she's a product of like being gang raped. Okay. And like, basically left for dead like and not being able to choose who she wants to marry all of these things like it's but we don't go into why half of them tried to commit suicide it's just a matter of like oh we tried to kill ourselves just to end it go 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 deeper with that like that's that's a big issue yeah but instead you know 91 minutes of edward Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like she could have spent so much of that time on Alice and no. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. So, all right. Chapter 19. Do you have anything in there? I just have like, um, poo pooing. I don't have like, anything positive to say about the rest of these chapters. <laughs> kind of. I do okay. kind of have chapter. Um, once again, he's just like, he had no life before her. Um, and then Bella tells him, was it Bella or was it, I felt like it was somebody else, Rosalie or somebody who told, who tells Edward that, um, you're too good. I don't know. Somebody tells him that he's too good. Like he's just the best man who ever stepped foot on the earth. And then this whole thing about him taking her breath away when he kisses her, like she literally faints. What kind of bullshit is that? (laughs) Am I supposed to be swooning over that? Wait, wait, wait. Jessica, swoon. <laughs> Every time we would read in Jessica's brain, she would be like, oh my gosh, Edward, swoon. <laughs> the worst romantic writing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, it's Okay, I, my first reactions on chapter 19 was, ew, are you saying I love you? <laughs> You've been together for four days. Okay, 
Maybe not even that. I don't know. But what? Like exclusively together versus stalking each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, my only good comment, I guess, if you will, was I enjoyed the brother-sister camaraderie between Edward and Rosalie because he, like, really respects her opinion and wants to, like, talk with her about how he's feeling. And you can tell that he has a deeper relationship with her over, like, Alice. Um, And I don't know why that is, but I I think it might be because they've been together for longer. Like they've been a part of the coven a little bit longer. So it's like, it's just like with, with Esme, you know, he is, he's wanting her approval. He's wanting her to be on his side that he's making a good decision. And so same thing with Rosalie, he's trying to, you know, have her come back to the more humane world if you will, and not be so angry. And she's like, but you don't understand. Like, I don't, I don't want to be a vampire. I didn't want to be a vampire. I'm a product of something that I didn't want. Am I glad that I'm still able to exact vengeance? Yeah, but I don't want to be here. I would much rather have have died or have continued on my life and be able to have a family of my own. You know, so she's got all this judgment kind of curled up inside. Uh-huh. And I, I don't blame her for that. I actually really like Rosalie's character for that reason. Um, but yeah, I, I liked their, their brother sister relationship because it happens not just once it happens a couple other times in the book. And that to me was the first time that I saw Meyer actually doing something new and unique. And it was consistent versus just like a one-time thing. Not to say she did it well, but at least she stuck to it. <laughs> Chapter 20. Um, so the only thing I had to take away from that, Carlisle came to be with the Volturi and how he just, in the fact that he tried to kill himself, not once, not twice, but like numerous times tried to kill himself, which is hard for me to kind of see in his character because Carlisle is such a, he's just such like a wise old vampire in my opinion (laughs) just because I feel like he still has a good moral compass you know like he hasn't gone completely over to the other side and that makes him odd that makes him strange which I'm sure which is why he has that big riff with the Volturi is because he's not like them and he's been around for quite a while well like I didn't have anything but just to say what you were talking about Carlisle and how it doesn't seem like it is his character to be that way that's because there is a lack of character arc so instead of spending time with Carlisle through the centuries, we get 91 minutes of fucking Edward and Bella. No, <laughs> you have a 700 page book. Take the time to give your characters character arc, a story arc, not just drop in some little bullshits and then expect us to be like, yay, we learned more. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Rosalie, like, Rosalie had potential to be an amazing character. A lot of people liked her. I personally didn't. But it's not Rosalie's fault. It's Stephanie Meyer's fault. Because we don't really get much of her besides a lot of jealousy. Why is she so jealous? The girl has a tragic backstory. She doesn't want to be here. Can we, can we talk about that? 
and how that makes her feel and how she's dealing with it. She's been living for over 50 years. Was she in like 1950s or was she earlier? Was she Victorian? I don't remember. Uh, I think she was more Victorian. As Edward was in 1901, you know. I feel like in her in her backstory in the fourth book, she, there were no cars on the road. I feel like there were carriages or something. So I think she was like pre-automobile. Um, so she has had 70 years to try and come to grips with what has happened to her. But she's still bitter. Why? If you're going to make her still bitter, why? Mm-hmm. No arc there either. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I agree. That's. I think that that's why the only notes I took uh, for some of these chapters were on, you know, various other members of the colons. Like, because it was like, oh, well, that was at least a little bit exciting. Like, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for more of these characters. And guess what? I don't see any more of Esme at all. I don't get any more of her. And to me, it's like, if she's going to be like a matriarch of this family, I need more information on her. I don't want to know that all she does is she just likes to design homes. What, what is this? A business card? Like this is not, no. <laughs> oh, hi, I'm Esme Collum. I like to design your, your new home with the, lots of light fixtures. And big walls. No, no. Give me more of her. Like, the only time I got to see her is, you know, a couple chapters ago where she's talking with Edward at the piano. That, that was beautiful. Like, I was like, yes, finally something that I haven't seen yet. More characters. Like, you're starting to develop them. Don't just give little, like, bullet points. That's what I feel like I'm getting. It's just little bullet points. They don't like it. Yeah. I feel unsatisfied. And I'm sorry if any of you listening are really enjoying this book. We would love to hear your comments. Oh, girl, they stopped listening Seriously. They yeah. hate us. We are only attracting the people who also hated the book. <laughs> That's okay. That's fine. Yep. You let us know how you feel because maybe I missed something. You did. I was a Big fan, a big fan of Twilight. Big, huge, massive, but no. I don't know what just happened. I think, and when you say that, it made me think that she hasn't grown with her readers because she she should know that the people, a lot of the people who are reading this book are like you. You, you read it when you were in middle school or high school, in your case, high school, and then you're now an adult woman or an adult man. And you kind of have to grow with your, your writing should grow with your readers. It shouldn't still be a high school epic romance where all the women in this book think that Edward is hot. Can they, can they have other thoughts? Like women thoughts? Can Esme have more than a business card of her fashion design or her, her architectural design? Like put more stuff in the, in your characters because adults can handle much stronger themes besides I love you after four dates. That is not a sleeping romance. That's insta-love. Yep. So then, you know, chapter 21. We now have the baseball game, correct? <laughs> I, you know what? I have no 
no and notes on that. I have no notes on the big events. I have no notes on the big events. I don't know what that's all about, but go ahead. Yeah, no, you know, there. This is the the second time I have been warned as a as a reader about Bella staying needs to stay away from the Collins. Second time we've seen Billy Black. Second time we get a warning about the Collins. Okay, only time. Meyer did absolutely nothing with the clan. Like we know nothing about the treaty right now. Um, and then I wrote into there. Okay, uh, so I still really enjoyed Char- Charlie and Edward's transactions between the both of them. I still laugh at because it's your classic dad trying to one up the boyfriend type of a thing. But it's not a lot. It's a little bit. I still enjoyed this a little bit. Um, and then I, I wrote. Three new strangers. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> They're coming. And then, okay, so do you have anything for 21? No. Okay. So then chapter 22 is the hunt. Uh, one piece of information I did not realize was that Jasper helped conceal Bella's presence for a bit, which I thought was very big of him. I wanted to give him a little, you know, pat on the shoulder type of thing. <laughs> because it's really hard for him. Like he still has a hard time being around um, humans. So for him to put himself in harm's way to protect her, I thought that that was huge because that's him accepting her into this family. Um, All I had was, I thought it was funny when she said that Charlie was going to call the FBI girl, please. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh. he has them on speed dial. Apparently, he's just going to bypass the state police and he's going to call the FBI because they want to find some little bitch ass girl. Chapter 23 is literally a chapter straight out of Twilight just told through someone else's eyeballs. And then, you know, chapter 24, they're just running. They're running to the fourth. <laughs> they're running, stealing cars, moving cars, doing whatever, you know. So I've got for chapter 24 i got nothing to like chapter 26 okay you know and then chapter 25 we have the hunt um i didn't realize that they pulled as many maneuvers as they did to get to bella on time i didn't realize that edward was still in forks i thought they were all like coming towards Bella at the same time I didn't realize that they were still so far away and so like having to get um you know Alice's timing on everything like okay what is this going to happen who's going to catch you know James is, is it going to be Emmett I don't know because he's going through the water so we can't read through the water blah, blah 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 like it was just so much of like a high-speed chase is what I felt like we were getting and then chapter 26 what you got? Girl. So Carlisle, I think he purposely ran into some lady and her thought was Carlisle is hot. Mm-hmm. I talked about this in the last podcast and I'm like, once again, every woman only thought in their head is how hot guys are. Doesn't matter what's happening. Doesn't matter if they're gotten a bad accident and their car got jacked. 
that guy who jacked my car is hot. Because that's what we're thinking when our car gets jacked. <laughs> At least he was hot. <laughs> At least he was hot. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So, um, with Chapter 26, okay, I did feel for the first time just a little bit a little bit of where Edward was coming from with not wanting to turn Bella into a vampire. Like I really felt that struggle. Cause in my own brain, I was like, don't, don't do that to her. Like, yes, she's been bit, but just take, take the venom out. Don't, don't let her just go out like this. Like she, yes, she wants it, but does she really want it? Like that to me was the first time that I got Edward, uh, letting her make the choice, but yet he was making the better choice for her. Like he had her best interest at heart in that moment because all she wants is to be turned into a vampire so she can live with him forever and they can be equals in that matter. And he's like, but you don't, you don't know what you're asking. Like to be changed into a vampire, like it hurts like hell. Like it is not a good feeling and you don't get to do any of these things that a human gets to do, you know, and it's in that particular moment, I did not find it overbearing because I would want someone to make a good conscious choice for me when I'm not able to make one for myself. Okay. Like she's literally battered and broken because she's been tossed around like a rag doll up against another vampire. Why would you then want that to be your last human moment? You know what I mean? So like that, that to me, that was the only part in this whole book where I was like, okay, Edward, you're overbearing, you know, need to protect her in this moment. I agree with you. Only time though. Only time. Cause then it just gets weird after, you know, but to me it was like, you know, Carlisle's giving him, all of these rundowns of like her stats and he's like, okay, if you're going to do it, you, you, you need to just let her, let the venom take over her now, or you need to suck it out of her now. Like you, you, you have this choice to either save her or kill her, you know? So I felt like we hit a peak at that point and I was okay with the moment that he does choose to save her versus turn her. Um, okay. So 27, I thought it was interesting that the title of this chapter is called Chores. <laughs> so we get, what, 40, 50 pages of Alice's brain going through every single possible scenario on how they could get Bella to the hospital with making sure that their story was correct, the amount of evidence was correct, changing their clothes, changing the cards, getting the cards detailed, making sure that they did it at this amount of time, making sure they were using this credit card, like, like all these different avenues, calling the school, calling the debt, like all of these inner working things. I just literally wrote down like, oh my gosh, she must really want to uh, drink some human blood after all of that magic work she just had to do. Like, <laughs> And they relied so heavily on her, so heavily on Alice to make sure that they could clean up what had happened. That was okay. So like she's giving us all of that information, 
But she can't tell us why Alice tried to kill herself. (laughs) (laughs) But we went down to the nitty gritty of what type of sweater Alice was wearing, the watch, and how she can make it into a fashion trend. Um, I don't have anything else on chapter 27. And then chapter 28, we learned that James recognized Alice from a witch burning area from when she was younger, I guess. And he had stalked her. And she was the one that got away from him. And then I had that because Bella had to get the blood transfusion that changed his sense of her blood, which was interesting. And then, you know, tab 29, Edward's just lying to her, right? Wait, look, I did actually have something in chapter 28. Oh, girl, come on. Come on. Edward goes, I didn't put in depth what my thoughts were. I just kind of like made one little sentence. But he starts to talk about God in this chapter. Yeah. But he's not really saying anything about it. I think he talks about how who his God is versus Christian God. And Stephanie Meyer is a Mormon. Let's go lady. What you got to say about religion? Like, but he doesn't really say anything Mm -hmm. of note or something to discuss, really get into, because once again, that's just a drop theme that that was huge potential. Does nothing with it. Mm -hmm. That's all I had. For chapter 20. Oh, yeah, because he goes, he prays that he or she would protect Bella from himself to her God. Well, does he know who her, her God is? What What is that? What does that mean? What does that mean to you as a vampire? Like, if you guys obviously don't have gods because you're clearly damned. So what are you doing with it? You know what I mean? Like, I felt the same way you, you just did. Like, okay, give me some more. Now we're just kind of just bypassing right over it. It's dropped in the sentence and we're moving forward. She doesn't think that her readers can handle a a heavy theme. No. All they can handle is um, somebody's sweater. (laughs) And their watch. (laughs) And their watch. You know, then, like I said, do you have anything else in chapter 28? No, that was all I had. Okay. And then 29, do you have anything? Um, just once again, Renee comments on Edward's appearance. That's yep. Daughter's in the hospital, but her boyfriend's hot. That's great. She's dying. Mm-hmm. She's not in the hospital. She's broken many bones and she's in critical condition, but her boyfriend's hot. That sounds about right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. And I, I didn't did- realize Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, because my my next thing is stupid. Go ahead. I didn't realize that we learn so early, meaning like at the end of this book, that Edward is like ready to pack up and just leave Bella like 100% because he does not want to continue to harm her or be the one that causes her pain or kill her. You know, and so he keeps like lying to her because he says it's one of his greatest things because vampires can't actually lie very well, but yet he can. And he keeps telling Bella, like, uh, no, I'm going to stay with you. 
And she's like, no, you're not. Like, I can tell that you're not going to stay because the next time I open my eyes, you're going to be gone. He's like, no, no, I'm going to be there. I won't leave you. I'll protect you. He's just lying through his teeth, lying. And it just, it makes me think, uh, you know, with our younger selves and reading this book, why did we think that that was attractive? Why did we think that, you know, a guy lying about his feelings, but yet actually staying means that he's going to actually stay when his intentions are not to stay. He's going to leave. But yet we just don't see it. And we're so hung up on the fact that he made the choice in that moment just to stay just a little bit longer. I just want to tell my younger self, you idiot. He's not staying. <laughs> this isn't good. This isn't a healthy relationship. Yep. And then with the epilogue. How, how does she not have any idea that she's going to prom? How does she not know? And then to turn around and think that that's, that's how they dress them up to change them. I don't know. Did I, did I miss that in the first book? Does she actually think that? I don't. Like I said, I, it's been so long since I read the book. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Do you have anything? Yo, yeah. I had uh, one thing. So Tyler shows up to Bella's house and just thinks that oh. they're on a date. And then Edward takes the phone. But first he asks for consent. Let's not forget about that. And then he goes on to tell Tyler what for. Um, a woman wrote this. What kind of macho bullshit is that? What is that? Once again, was I supposed to swoon? Because he took control. He's such a man. Girl, when I read that, I was over it. I, I mean, I was already over it, but I was really over it. I mean, with the combination of the lady and her car getting jacked and Carlisle's hot, and then him taking the phone and telling Tyler what he could do. Oh. With himself for the next... <laughs> I, I, I was over it. I... That was the limit for me. It actually makes me want to go back and rewatch the movie through Bella's eyes and hope that I can really like justify what just happened. Because <laughs> I don't like it. I did. I know. I did not like that part at all. I was like, how did we just forget that Tyler's going to come to her house? How did we just not, you know, remember that? That's kind of rude. Did that happen in the original book? No. Tyler doesn't ask her out and, like, show up at her house. I don't know what the point of that was for to put in the book. I don't, I don't know why she did that. I don't know what I was supposed to glean from that. That's all I got, man. I got my thoughts, my sum-up thoughts. But that's all I got about as far as the main. Yeah, me too. So I oh. obviously am giving this a one. It had at no point was ever higher than a one. I, I said that it's going to be a, a nomination for either most disappointed of 2020 or worst book of 2020. I don't know which one it's going to be, what list it's going to fall on, but it'll be on one of those. And here's <laughs> why. 
So in my opinion, I don't think Meyer has grown as a writer. I don't think this book was written well. I look for specific stuff when I enjoy a book and like characters and story or world building and themes and all this stuff. And if we break it down and start with like characters, I, you know, one thing I was looking for in this book was to learn more about the Cullens. And we just kind of got, like you said, checklists, not really going really deep into their, into their backstory, just a little, just a little, you know, checklisting and some housekeeping. I don't want housekeeping in a 700 page book. Um, the, the, the limit for me was the way women were written. Every woman with the exception of, like I said, Alice and perhaps the little we saw of Esme were, they were all shallow. Um, I know a lot of people liked Rosalie because she's a supposedly a badass, but I still don't think she had much depth. Um, if you are looking for a badass with depth, I would go for Marisol from Vicious from V Schwab. Like she was a great character. Um, she, I just don't think Marissa, Marissa, I'm just gonna call Marissa Meyer. I don't think Marissa Meyer, (laughs) it's just, I'm just gonna let it happen now. She just doesn't think her readers are able to read anything under the surface. As you were saying a lot, just surface level stuff. I don't think she, she either can't write it or she doesn't think her readers can take it. I don't know which one it was, but um edward he's still a stalker and in my opinion diminishing making him look better by diminishing everyone around him doesn't make him a better character it doesn't make him a better person um that's not i don't think that's good writing if you notice i'm pretty sure you did um we really did not discuss any themes here there was never a discussion of any theme at all i know a lot of people didn't like songbirds and snakes but we had a pretty good one hour discussion of a lot of themes and symbolism and really getting into the um, Snow's character. There were no discussion of themes here because everything was surface level. And that's just, in my opinion, that's just bad writing. If you have nothing critical to talk about, then, I mean, fluff is okay. You can write a fluffy book, but there still has to be good characters in fluffy books. And this just didn't even have a good character she doesn't know how to write true love. It's just lust and insta-love. Um, she dropped several themes throughout the entire book. I just basically said that there's like no meat here. It's just all bone and a little bit of gristle. That's it. There's nothing here. Um, I've been watching a lot of booktube because I kind of wanted to hear like a variety of opinions. And for the most part, I would say 90% are people who like the book they're kind of like you where they're reading it for nostalgia reasons and they loved it when they were a teenager and they carried it around school with them and it meant a lot to them when they were a teenager and they loved it for the nostalgia of it and I appreciate that and as a librarian you know if you found a book that you love I'm happy for you uh but as far as I'm concerned I like this book too Twilight books I, I liked it too I'm questioning that now uh, but I just started back into YA when this book came out. I just became a teen librarian. And so this is one of the first books I read this in hunger games, one of the first books I read. So maybe I just didn't have anything to compare it to, but since then I've read several hundred books. And now that I have a much larger catalog of books to compare it to, it's just not good. It's just not a well-written book at all. Um, the only thing I really liked about this book was the title and the cover. The title is, um, is, a um, 
I knew what it was and I forgot the, the name of it. Um, pomegranate. Oxymoron. The title is Oxymoron. Mm-hmm. And I, I know a lot of people don't like the pomegranate. I, I think it looks gross and cool. But other than that, I liked Crave better than this. If you can believe it. I really did. Oh, no, done. <laughs> I liked Crave way better than this. And if you want to hear our podcast on that, feel free to look at the archives. But... Yeah. Wow. Maybe we have That's to read, read Crush. No, we don't. <laughs> I ain't like it that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I pretty much agree with everything that you just said. I mean, I'm reflecting on what I was so excited about in our first podcast. Okay, so we did the first six chapters. And in those first six chapters, I was really, you know, on like cloud nine reveling in the fact that I was reliving something that was so important to my growth as a teen and moving into, you know, adulthood. Like this was a foundation for me in how I read YA books. And so I had such high expectations for this to just continue on. And the fact that, you know, Meyer is well aware of who her her audience was when she wrote this book. Why would you not write it in a more grown tone? Like you should have done more to adapt to who is going to be reading this book because I'm sorry, like there, everyone who was um, either in middle school or in high school or in college, like reading this for the first time 12 years ago, they're expecting you to come up with something that's not 700 pages. And if you're going to give me a 700 page book, it better darn well be filled with more than just a run around a goose trail. Like I don't, I don't need that. I don't need all of this excess information that is doing nothing but making me annoyed and falling out of love with characters that I have like coveted, you know, growing up, like, why would you do that? You know, and, you know, I looked for uh, growth. I looked for um, depth in our characters and I got none of that. I got very little like golden nuggets that I kind of just had to like, I had to hold them so close and that's why I didn't read it as fast is because I was really trying to find what this book was worth. And it wasn't all that it cracked up to be like, it's, it's a shame. Like there was a lot of great went towards like unnecessary characters. Um, especially with the boys in the high school. Why was that necessary to continuously, you know, make all of them like, uh, just nasty teenage boys. I don't, I don't get that. And how was Edward not a nasty teenage boy? You know, and the fact of like what you said, each and every girl was always concerned with the outer appearance of the Collins. That was the first comment we got was, oh, he's so hot. Why is she with him? Oh, my goodness. If I was with him, I would be worshiping his hands and feet and he walks up, blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's, it's not good. There are no themes to this book at all. There's no religious themes at all. 
Um, I didn't see anything about this Indian heritage at all. Nothing. It was like completely taken out of there. Um, I didn't like the fact that, yeah, I just, I fell out of love with, with Edward. Like I was like team Edward for so long and it's like, it makes me not like him anymore. Like I don't, I don't want to root for him and Bella anymore. Mm. And that's sad. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to root for their love anymore because it's supposed to be this image of this pure love where, you know, they didn't think they could find each other and he's been waiting, you know, almost a hundred years to find someone to spend his life with. And she's always felt ahead of her time. And so they meet each other in this middle and it's beautiful. And it's like, okay, like this is something that we can work with here. And it's, He's always making decisions for her and she doesn't understand that she needs to be more upfront with what she wants versus just going along with it, you know? And so I just, I was actually really disappointed in doing a read along with this because there's not anything new to talk about. We've read this. My one biggest critique for this book this book should not have been a standalone this book should have been intertwined with the original twilight book i've been saying this over and over again if you're going to do something like this you need to have those povs together you need to have bella and then edward when we're reading like i know some people don't like to read books like that because you have to jump into each other uh, character's mindset when you're doing like different POVs, but guess what makes a better story? Cause we're not guessing what is that person thinking? Um, and yeah, so my rating, unfortunately, like it's, it's between like a one and a 1.5. Like I, my heart wants to give it a two just for nostalgia's sake, but is it worth the two? No, like I, when I think about how I was reading each of these sections, chapters one through six, I flew by so quickly. I was so excited to get into the story. I was ready to be back and forth. Um, and then it was like, okay, why are we still talking? What, why are we still talking about clothes? Why are we still making random fights up or getting into other people's brains, it doesn't make any sense because it doesn't add to the story. It's unnecessary information. You just wasted my time. Mm, I feel bad for you because I know you're really excited. Well, I will not be reading book two. No. I don't think there was a question if I'm going to. I just... But who knows? Maybe we'll get something different because it'll he'll you know be trying yeah. to turn himself over into the Volturi. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe the beginning of it will be good because he he's gonna be not in Forks, and we'll yeah. see what's going on here. Because the Volturi was actually pretty pretty cool. Yeah, well, girl's power. The the little girl at the time. What was her oh, power? she can kill. She she can suffocate people. Oh no, yeah. pain. It's pain. She can inflict pain. Yeah, she looks cool as hell. Yeah. So maybe some of her. 
I'm not going to be reading it, but maybe. Maybe. On a lonely Saturday night. <laughs> I will read no, this. I will never be that lonely. No. Yeah, I will never be that lonely. Oh, man. Well, you guys, we apologize that this is not a happy code lucky read along. It was not our fault. And if you do enjoy the nostalgia of it, more power to you. I tried, and I'm very, very disappointed <laughs> that I wasted my time. Well, this is actually not the first read-along where we, like, poo-pooed all over a book, so. It's okay. It's fine. It's honest. We're being honest. Yeah. We don't We're enjoy it. Like, I don't. I would much rather like really get excited about a book and talk about it. Like I don't enjoy bashing books at all. No. Um, especially when I feel like I've wasted my time. Yeah. I don't like to do that, but all right. Our next discussion, just normal discussion and review and rating or whatever we call it will be the other side of the sky by Amy Kaufman and Megan Spooner. I don't know what this is about. I never read summaries. So I'm guessing it's science fiction. I don't know. I guess we'll it find out. It looks interesting. We'll find out. Amy Kaufman mostly writes science fiction, I believe. So. Yeah. I think it'll be... I think it'll be good, you guys. This will be something nice and new. So, I look forward to... Well, Ashley and I have not figured out what our next read-along is going to be. We looked through all of September books, didn't really see anything. We haven't looked beyond that. But if there is a book that you would like us to read along with you or with us, whatever that is, let us know in some comment somewhere. We're on Instagram and all anywhere where you get your podcasts, we're there. Um, so feel free to give us some recommendations. We would appreciate it. If you loved Midnight Sun or hated it as much as we did, drop us a comment as well. Otherwise, we will catch you in the next podcast. Bye-bye.